Well, it's so good to be together on Vision Sunday, and I hope, like me, you're really excited about all that's happening in the life of Icon Church in 2021. I want to tell you there's a lot more as well, because we're, so we're going to have a second Vision Sunday in September, because there's a lot more we're planning. Who knew that in a pandemic, you could still believe for God to build His church and for the church to go forward um, and not stop? I want to welcome all our campuses, you know, uh, that connect every Sunday online. And wasn't it great to see some of that and hear from uh, Nathan and April and Ben and Hannah uh, just around, you know, what's happened as they've become new pastors in campuses. But I want to welcome all our campuses today. And so good to hear about the work of, uh, you know, our Love Your Neighbor and our goal for 120 Ampers before Easter uh, this year got to go forward. Known Valued Love with Andy and Kirsty. The fact that we've invested heavily, actually, in remaining one church and online and be able to do some technology two ways and uh, not being relying on things like, you can still watch on YouTube and you'll still be able to connect through church online, but actually we're not relying on them uh, in terms of the stream, etc. The You Matter movement with Lucy. Wasn't she great? I was so good and so excited. And it's been so good this year, this last year for Dave and OT and uh, to become a part of Icon Church and the Icon Open, I think just captures our heart of generosity. And uh, of course, today's uh, not, not finished because we've got baptisms as well tonight as a special. And uh, that's going to be Awesome. I just want to welcome, before I just get in, I've got a few minutes this morning, I just want to welcome if you've been invited, because I know that because this is a big day in Icon Church, we've had hundreds of people inviting hundreds of people, and so if you're here uh, uh, watching online today because somebody invited you, somebody sent you a link, I hope you're loving what you're watching and hearing, and I want to give you a welcome and just say, like Nathan said, you are welcome here. Welcome home. You belong here. And uh, if you've been watching for a while, maybe, but never actually, you know, contacted us or said who you are, today could be the day that you say, hi, I'm so-and-so. In fact, we had a comment in the, in the chat earlier from Deirdre, who found Icon Church online, and she's now commenting, why don't you follow Deirdre and just tell us, hi, I'm here. This is my name's whatever. My name is Rufus, if that's your name, but don't put Rufus if it's not. Hey, I've just got a few minutes. I've used a few already, but I've just got a few minutes because we've shared so much. I want to talk today, because our theme for 2021 is radical. I want to talk about our radical foundation, based on the verses Hallis read from Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. Our radical foundation. Why radical? Well, you know, when I first became a Christian, um, People seemed fascinated by the question, could we get back to the power of the first Christians, the early church? The church we read about in the book of Acts, in the scriptures. Could we see the growth, the impact, and the expansion that those early Christians knew? Uh, it wasn't just me, I was fascinated by that, but it seemed that everyone in the church world at that time, certainly everyone in the church world I was aware of, was talking about it. Well, that was 40 years ago. But I want to say that that fascination has never left me. I still long today to see the impact that those first Christians had and to get back to that power that they experienced. I realize that our context is very different, but I believe the foundation 
is the same. It's been the same for 2,000 years. And so my question, how can we be that church, that spirit-filled, powerful church that impacts the world today in 2021? You know, the word radical can mean extreme, can't it? We talk about radical sport or a a radical person. We talk about radical extremists, etc. But the word radical also means to go to the root, to the foundation. And in these verses that have been read to us by Alice, the foundation, this was the foundation that the early church life was built on. And this foundation turned the world upside down. Do you know, after 300 years of the church, just 300 years, 50% of our world claimed to be Christian. 50% in 300 years. We messed it up (laughs) at around 350, but the first 300 years were pretty good. So I want to share that vision today. I want to share that foundation just in these few minutes because it's the foundation of all our vision and our life at Icon Church. It's our radical foundation. And it's a foundation that builds authentic Christian community that sees people coming to find Jesus, people following Jesus, and people influencing, leading like Jesus in their world. And I hope that you can see it today. And I hope that we can imagine it as Icon Church in Derby, in Sheffield, in Rotherham, in Stocksbridge, in Chesterfield. I hope that we can see God doing something so powerful in and through us that there's, there's a, a move of his spirit in all those places and other places too. I'm sure there's other campuses, don't, don't you think? For Icon Church in the future, I'm sure there is. So I want to start with a proposal. Here's my proposal. That the foundations of a vibrant and visionary church in this moment are the same as the foundations for a vibrant and visionary church in any moment. That's my proposal. And I want to look at the four aspects of the radical foundation from those verses that are the four aspects of our radical foundation too. They all begin with the letter P. I did that on purpose because my name's Paul. No, I'm joking. But the first one is this, priority. The first part of the foundation is priority. In Acts 2 and verse 47, the end of that passage, it says this, that the church was praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily, every day, those who were being saved. I believe in a healthy church, in an impacting church, that church is reaching people who are far away from God. And that desire is their priority. We say it like this at Icon Church, people finding Jesus. And the scripture teaches us here that it was a daily occurrence for the church in Jerusalem at the beginning. In this summary statement, which these verses are, Luke is confident to record that this is happening every day in the life of the church. What a, what a, what a time, that would be a day to dream about and pray about, wouldn't it? That every day we're seeing people following Jesus. You see, they took seriously the command of Jesus In Matthew 28, verses 19 to 20, when he says, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. We're doing that tonight in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Here's how the Apostle Paul put it in a letter a little later in 2 Corinthians 5, verses 17 to 21. It says this, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. 
The old life is gone. A new life has begun. All of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given to us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. No longer counting people's sins against them. And he's given to us this wonderful message of, Christ, of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, welcome home. Come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Do you notice what Paul says? This is our ministry. This is our ministry. This is what we are called to do. Our vision in 2021 is to find a way to continually bring people back into a relationship with Jesus. And maybe you're watching today and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. You can make that decision today. Or you once made that decision, but you've drifted away. You can come home today and follow Jesus again. The first thing is priority in the foundation. The second thing is practices. You'll notice that the first verse in that passage, verse 42 Acts chapter 2 says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. They had these ongoing, regular practices that caused them to grow stronger and caused them to grow more powerful, to be more full of the Spirit, and to have greater impact. Never think gathering in church, hearing the word taught, gathering in small groups, praying, taking communion and prayer. Never think it's just what we do. No, it's growing us stronger, filling us more with the power of the Holy Spirit and equipping us to be more impactful. These were the practices of a church that turned the world upside down. Teaching, they gathered in the temple courts. And in their homes every day. And they heard the word taught. They heard the scripture taught so that they could follow the way of Jesus. Then the, the second thing, it says that there was fellowship. Well, the New Testament Greek dictionary says that that word fellowship literally means partnership. They partnered together. It's not cucumber sandwiches or lattes before church. Partnership, this Greek word koinonia, is the desire and request that everyone plays their part. You know, what I love about the church is that no one is a spare part. Everyone has a part to play. And, and koinonia, fellowship, means that we all ask God, ask one another, work together, and we play our part. And that's why we were asking the question, how can people get involved in the You Matter movement? How can we get involved with known value love? We can play our part, whatever it is. And so that, as the Apostle Peter says later, when he writes a letter, say, so that we discover our gift and we use it for the benefit of others. Fellowship, partnership. The third thing is breaking of bread. You know, that's become sacramental for us, hasn't it? Where we take bread and we take wine and we remember the death of Jesus. And, and of course, Jesus instigated that, and that's true. But you know, for the early Christians, that was done in the context of a meal, of a shared meal together. The sacramental was part of the social. I've talked recently, haven't I, about the, the need for us to resurrect again the gift of hospitality in the church. 
I recently read a Catholic theologian who suggested the early church had two meals, bread and wine, which we've continued, but they also had bread and fish, where they, they gathered together and they ate in one another's homes. And the two were combined as they met in each other's homes and they gathered together. The sacramental was part of the social. I believe we need to rediscover biblical hospitality. And if you want more on that, I preached a message recently on generous hospitality. We need to have more meals together, more barbecues in in our homes. Break bread together. Amen. Somebody's clapping for barbecues in the room. Argentinian barbecue. You know I'm talking to you. You know I am breaking of bread. And then the fourth practice is prayer. I think... A couple of our lockdown prayer meetings have been some of our best. We've discovered something in lockdown that, you know, we've fasted, we've prayed, we've fasted and prayed for individuals, we've fasted and prayed for seven days as a church, and we'll continue to do that. But we've discovered something, how we can have vibrant, exciting, spirit-filled prayer meetings across all of our campuses at the same time, and we're going to continue to do that. And so our priority is people finding Jesus. But I want us also to commit to these practices because these practices cause us to grow stronger and to be full of the Holy Spirit. We need to commit to gathering, to playing our part, to breaking bread, having meals together, and to prayer. The third P. Can I have a P, please, Bob? The third P is proximity. That's a great word, isn't it? Proximity. I've got a quote from John Tyson. It's one of my favorite pastors and authors at the moment, he says this, it's impossible to thrive spiritually if you drift from place to place. I want you to hear this carefully. Bible says that every day they met together. Every day they met together. There was a regularity. They had a proximity of doing life together. It says they met in the temple courts and it met in their homes. They shared things in common. They had community. They were part of a community. They were partners together. They used their gifts to serve one another. And their gatherings, their meetings, impacted the city. The city knew where they were. They knew that they met in the temple courts. They knew that they met in their homes. You see, there's a theology of place. There has to be a place where God is seen to be present. Now, we know God is everywhere. But Jesus said, when two of you gather together in my name, there I am. Well, aren't you everywhere? Yes, but there I'll be. Do you see the difference? There's a theology of place. Some years ago, uh, a few times actually, but on one occasion we were at Hillsong Church. And uh, we were in one Sunday night service. Hillsong Church in Australia, uh, in Sydney. Sarah Goodban's just come back from Hillsong, and she's had three years out there. But we were there one Sunday evening, and some young girls sat next to me. So I began chatting with the girl next to me, and I said, Oh, how long have you been coming to Hillsong Church? And she said this, Oh, I don't come to Hillsong Church. I go to another church. But I've got some friends who I've been talking to about Jesus. And if I've got friends who I know need to make a decision to follow Jesus, I bring them to Hillsong Church And then I take them to my church. (laughs) You see, because she knew that God was doing something significant and special in that place, there was a place. Church, 
the gathered community of God's people is a place where we meet God. We are going to have to be discipled back into gatherings after this. We're going to be discipled out of wearing masks and meeting and talking and sharing together. We're going to have to be discipled back into packed rooms after this. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. We're going to have to be discipled back off our sofa and into gathering because there's a theology of place. And right now we're temporarily, our place is suspended. And so Jesus is all over the place, touching you, speaking to you in your living room, in your kitchen, in your bedroom, wherever you are. But there's nothing like the room. In the New Testament, place is not just about geography or architecture. It's a people who were gathered together. Where two or three are gathered. There I am. I got a long quote. Let me read it to you here because I've got about five minutes left. Gerard Lofink said this. That's a good name. It can only be that God begins in a small way. At one single place in the world, there must be a place, visible, tangible, where the salvation of the world can begin. That is where the world becomes what it's supposed to be according to God's plan. Beginning at that place, let's call it the church, the new thing can spread abroad. Not through indoctrination, not through violence. Everyone must have the opportunity to come and see. All must have the chance to behold and test out this new thing. Then, if they want to, they can allow themselves to be drawn into the history of salvation that God is creating. Only in that way can their freedom be preserved. What drives them to this new thing cannot be force or even moral pressure, but the fascination of a world that is changed. Let me tell you what I love about that. Is Jesus has created and started a new world. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. He has changed the world. And we are to be the ambassadors, the outpost of the new world that exists in the midst of the old world. Of the new ways that exist in the, way, in the midst of the old ways. And so the final pillar, if you like, the final part of this foundation, priority, people find in Jesus, the practices, the proximity, <coughs> the place, the final piece of this foundation is presence. Presence. The scripture talks about how they were worshipping and praising God. And it's been so good to worship and praise God online. It's been so good to worship and praise God together today. In verse 43, it says this, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Everyone was filled with awe. This is awesome, they said. Wow, they said, God is at work among us. I felt that when I was watching those videos, didn't you? Wow, look what God is doing amongst us. That sense and recognition of God's presence is so important. It's so important when we live in a negative world. It's so important when our default is to criticize and tear down. It's so important that we see God is at work and presence among us. It's so important we say that this is awesome when God breaks into this old world with his new world. When his kingdom comes and people find hope, people find Jesus, people find healing, people find freedom. You know, last week we announced that 
another person went debt-free through our cap centre in Rotherham. Wait, wait for it, wait for it. Another person this week has gone debt-free through our cap centre. Come on, somebody. Come on. You see, we have a supernatural expectation. We don't always see the answers that we believe for or the answers that we pray for. But we don't lose our supernatural expectation that God's world, his new world, his kingdom can break into this world. Church is an encounter with the living God. God breaks in. You see, it's not just that God has created laws and principles in the universe that if we follow, follow them, we get success. But if we don't follow them, we fail. It's not just that God has created laws. That's called something called deism. No, it's that God comes and lives among us by his spirit. He's present with us. I'm in the midst, Jesus says. I am with you. I am with you. That's Jesus speaking to us. I am with you. I'm with my gathered people. I am with you. Icon church. This is Jesus talking to us. I am in your midst. Our priority, people coming to Christ. Our practices make us strong and fill us with the Holy Spirit as we devote ourselves to them. Our proximity, we believe that there is places. Chesterfield, Sheffield, Rotherham, Derby, Stocksbridge, online. There are places where people can encounter the Spirit, others to come through our work. And these verses start with the word they. And that's us. They. Our vision requires the devoted. Our vision requires us using our gifts to serve others. Our vision requires us using our gifts to build the church. And so my question today on Vision Sunday is... Would you let God fill you with vision? Would you let God fill you with vision? Maybe we could resurrect the theme a little bit from last year. Can you remember last year's theme? See what God could do through you. Remember that theme? Well, just because 2020 was a pandemic year, we're not letting the enemy steal the vision, are we? Thanks for your enthusiasm. See what God can do through you. Let these four things be our passion in 2021. Let these four things be our passion forever. Priority, practices, proximity, places. And whatever the fourth one was, presence, the presence of God. Just forgot it for a moment. Practices, being gathered to hear the word taught and to follow the way of Jesus, partnership, fellowship, using our gifts to serve, breaking bread, eating together, meals together, barbecues together. You see, I don't think we need more meetings, but we do need to meet more. We actually need to open our homes a little bit more and open our lives and meet more, being hospitable and prayer. Maybe you were invited to church today. I want to invite you to get involved. Icon Church is an open door. We believe that we're heaven's welcome map for all humanity. I want to tell you that you belong here. I'm so glad that you joined us today. I want to say welcome home. And as I've said earlier, I'd love to get to know you. We'd love to get to know you more.